if you enjoy props, and why wouldn't you? Why because I hear the prop king am here to help you every single day of every week. Um, you want to go to monkeyknifefight.com because there you can deposit $20 and in return get a free $40 PFF Edge annual subscription. And then you can take that $20 and you can play the prop games at monkeyknifefight.com and continue to profit. Uh, you're welcome. So use promo code PFF when you go to monkeyknifefight.com, deposit $20, come listen to the podcast, go check out the PFF Daily Betting Podcast, go to pff.com, use the props tool. Uh, it's basically a season of giving. You're welcome. A lot of good stuff happening at PFF. A couple that I need to tell you about. First is uh, our boss, Chris Collinsworth, now is a podcast. And, well, I know you guys think that we're a dynamic duo, Eric and I. He's doing his podcast with Richard Sherman. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty good. They're, they're not bad at what they do. Uh, and they have a lot of interesting things to say. So you should go check it out. You can uh, listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever it is. Uh, and then the other podcast you want to check out is the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Every single day, seven days a week, uh, rotating set of hosts will give you everything you need to know for either that day, that night, um, what you should be putting your money on. Uh, so go check it out and enjoy. And then of course, go to pff.com, get yourself a PFF subscription, Game Day 25. That promo, 25% off on all new subscriptions through Friday. So you have a few days, make it happen. It is the Sunday night episode of the PFF forecast. This is the post slash mid week four episode. Uh, I say that because we've got two games on Monday night. So we're going to talk about those to lead off the show. And then we're going to jump in to week five. Let's rock. I figured, look, today's games did not deserve any sort of open, didn't deserve a takeaway from today's games. I was sitting there at the four o'clock game. So usually I watch them at the office with mm-hmm. you in Austin and I'm looking at the four o'clock slate. It's raining outside. <laughs> Joe Burrow is about to win the you game. You did not come back. <laughs> I was like, what am I riding my bike in the rain for? What am I living my life for? For this? For Nick Foles? And it, it turned out to be I, terrible. I, I almost tweeted out like, look, um, the Thursday night slate makes me want to wear a mask <laughs> all the time. Um, <laughs> you know, things Glad did, you didn't. Things did well on, on the on the site. I mean, honestly, if you look... Uh, there, you know, we've we've gotten the bad end of variance on close on closers the last couple of weeks. But um, for example, like our model, like New Orleans minus three, it didn't like New Orleans the whole week. And then it, it lands on three and we get it. And New Orleans covers that number. Um, we got a little bit of bad luck with Baltimore because that number moved out to 14. We sort of smaller edge than 13, obviously, but that game pushed. Um, and then Th- it, thankfully, the lock of the week was at 13. And yeah. so we're four and oh. Yeah, uh, we, we, had year, to, we had to great. we had to make sure we laid down the law on that number, though. Let me tell you than, uh, a horror story 13. while you're busy doing cartwheels about things. Um, had the Patriots in the Super Contest at plus seven. News comes down, obviously, about an hour after we put our picks in. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, let's try and change it. 
So we go to try and change it. And in a panic, we're going to just switch to the Chiefs. We're like, well, we don't know if the game's going to get played. Yeah. So in a panic, we go Lions. Well, and 10 that- minutes into the Lions game, my buddy's texting me like, can you believe what a what a shrewd choice on our part? Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the reason you listen to this show, right? Because, I mean, look, if you look at what we've printed out the last two weeks, you know, we printed out Tennessee minus one and a half, closes two and a half. Atlanta minus three. Now that game got up to four and then closed at two and a half on injuries. That's the only game we've printed in the last two weeks that hasn't gotten substantial closing line value. Detroit got a half a point um, of closing line value. We had Jacksonville plus three and a half to close at one and a half. Buffalo minus two and a half, close at minus three and a half. The Baltimore game you talk about. And then San Francisco tonight, we had San Francisco minus five and a half. That number moved all the way out to nine, which Green Line showed value on Philly. And then it got it closed at eight and a half. Still a little bit of value on Philly. That's kind of like what this is for, because in all honesty, like it, all these things change. Like you can like Detroit at plus four and a half, and I don't think that's unreasonable at all. But you could also like New Orleans at a relatively cheap three, um, and, and that there's nothing wrong with that. There, um, I want to talk about the the Monday night games first. So let's start with the New England Kansas City game because on the PFF Daily Betting podcast which we do every Saturday night I asked you like what would you make this line and I think we both hovered around like 12 and a half 13 and a half whatever right now it's 10 and a half but it's it looks like if it's going to move anywhere it's going to go towards New England it's going to go towards New England what is what do you think the reasoning is yeah and I was wrong this morning in our preview show you know, I said, well, I don't know if I was wrong, but I said what I would do if I was a bookmaker, which I would I would hang 14 and a half and make people bet New England. Now, people seem to have the appetite to bet New England, so I'm wrong um, on that. Uh, is this reverence towards Belichick? It is, 100%. I mean, there's some people, you know, obviously we had the we had Drew and, and Andy on last week. There are, you know, folks in that space. Honestly, they're tweeting, basically tweeting out like, I know – it's Brian Hoyer, but are you going to give Belichick 11 points? And it's like, I don't know, man. I Here's the thing. like I see it as sort of the absolute opposite of how we saw tonight's game. I mean, I'm walking around. You know, you work you know very closely with Chris during Sunday Night Football. I'm walking around the room saying, Nick Mullins is laying nine points. Nick Mullins is laying nine. Like, you know, and he was Actually, laying, Nick Mullins was walking around the <laughs> sideline yeah, going, yeah. Nick Mullins is giving laying, nine points. But like, Nick Mullins laying three against the Giants is one thing <laughs> with Joe Judge and yeah, Daniel yeah. Jones. Nick Mullins, and Nick Mullins laying nine to a team that won the Super Bowl three years ago, who is <laughs> so distant three years who, ago, who, but, yeah. is, who is not very good, but like, we saw exactly what could happen if you, if you make mistakes. To, 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 to cover that big of a number, you have to be pretty damn good and it was even tough for the Ravens who I thought had all the advantages in the world today to cover that 13 yeah man RG3 yeah he almost fucked it up RG3 comes in the game and I just Just, die immediately he he threw it to a Washington football team player for the first time in what (laughs) since the the middle of his career there Um, so okay so it's 10 and a half uh, total at 49 I said if it were 13 or 13 and a half or whatever that I would take New England because you said, you know, make people take New England. I will take New England. The reason I will take New England is that don't you – isn't this – regardless of whether Cam Newton is playing or not, it's a bet on Bill Belichick versus Mahomes because even if you have Cam Newton in there, and he's great, but this is still an offense that runs and hides from any other team. 
That's the point, right? When it's firing at all cylinders like it did against the Ravens, it just it runs away from you. So the only hope you have, regardless of who your quarterback is, whether it's Brian Hoyer or Cam Newton, is that Belichick has something that slows Mahomes down. But I'll say this. Yeah, I know that I know that their secondary is really good. They have a non-existent pass rush, right? They, their secondary isn't as great as it has been in the past. Yeah. I mean, I they don't have Patrick Chung. You know, they don't I, have they don't have linebackers. They don't. I mean, honestly, they like the only. And here's the other thing, and 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 this matters. But Andy Reid on Monday, like Andy Reid on Monday slowed down a little bit in the middle of the game. He went for it on fourth down. He didn't pull out his best play, hand the ball to Anthony Sherman. Um, he doesn't slow down when it's Belichick. I mean, Bill. True. Andy Reid has put up 40 on Belichick three times, twice with Alex Smith, and that that's the only time Belichick's ever been, you know, gotten that way as, a, as I believe. I can't remember what the time frame is, but it's a substantially long time. Um, uh, you know, the Chiefs defense. What do you, what do you think of the Chiefs defense, George? I don't. I put the Chiefs defense in the group of defenses that's like 80 to 90% of the league where it's like, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter. It just is. They're just there. They're not, they're not the Bengals. They're not like atrocious. They're not the Cowboys. Not the, ja- the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. That's the team I was looking for. Um, but they're also not, well, actually there really are no like very good defenses this year. Yeah. I mean the, the, I am worried about Legereus Sneed, but not worried in this game. But you know what they did? So Charvarius Ward broke his hand in week one, sits out for a week and he was active, but wasn't supposed to play. So what happened? Sneed breaks his collarbone. They put Ward in, right? So it's really kind of like an exchange here. Um, Okay, but, so you have to bet this game. Who are you oh, I'm betting uh, Kansas City minus six and a half first half. I mean, that's a square-ass bet, but I think Kansas City can get out in front of Brian freaking Hoyer. Hmm. And then I, and then if pressed, and I know you know our model will not say this, and I, I, you know we're we're waiting on a, a few technical issues there, but like I, I would still lay the points with Kansas City. I mean, if Hoyer's the quarterback, let me also say this: I we saw Kansas City not perform well with a quick quarterback change against the Chargers, right? When Justin Herbert comes in, I see this very differently where I thought that caught Kansas city off guard. This should not catch Kansas city off guard. They knew Cam Newton wasn't playing two days ago. They have a little bit of time to adjust. New England has to fly in there in two different planes, um, you know, on after dealing with, I'm sure a little bit of uncertainty. So I'm with you. What are you looking at for, um, player props in this game. The, the Well, I don't see a ton that are up. I will say this. I'm intrigued by the Sammy Watkins under on receiving yards. <laughs> I can't. 46 and a half. Um, yeah. He's yeah. the Lizard King came up big the other day, didn't he? I know. I'm willing to fade. I'm willing to continue. You're willing to you're King. willing to watch the game where he gets concussed in the second quarter, you know, like he did against the yeah. Chargers. But he, when he finishes games, he's been fine. I want to see um I want to see more props come in because I want to bet uh, the Patrick Mahomes touchdown over. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's one that I'm certainly because based on what the line is currently, I wouldn't be surprised if you get a good price on that. But mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's can't, and this is probably my answer to a lot of these. For me, it's Kansas City or nothing. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm. With well, you, you don't want you don't want Brian Hoyer down 16 and you're begging for like a backdoor well here's another question okay so this is actually interesting would you be more confident in winning the bet 
if you knew Brian Hoyer was playing the whole game or if you knew Jared Sidham came in at one point? Yeah, that might be a that might be a decent thought. I mean, because I'm more I don't, scared of Sidham. I'm not actually. I think Sidham sucks. So <laughs> yeah, but you thought Justin Herbert sucked. I, well, where are the Chargers? What, Chargers are one and three. Stop. They're, they're relatively Stop. close. He played to well today. He did play well. Yeah, he's played. Justin Herbert's played two decent game. Like, well, one decent game, one really good game, and a bad game. Yep. So good for him. I mean, happy for him. Maybe the league needs good quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, let's move to the second of the Monday Night Doubleheader, which, by the way, is interesting that they put them. It's like 705 and 850. Um, thankfully, mercifully, they have not put one starting at 10 p.m. Do you think the schedulers, the NFL, is like, look, we made it through that first Monday Night Doubleheader and everyone was so dead the next day at work, so we're not doing that again? Because, I mean, they could have easily like bumped times uh, around. I would guess that ESPN wanted their game to start as close to the originally scheduled time as possible. Yeah. You, you know, know, so they could get a better rating. But do you think, I, I, yeah. But anyways, I, I digress. Yeah, so six I, and a half is the current line for the Packers. Now, I want to say that when we talked last Sunday night, it was six and a half. Yeah. Okay. So we were. So, so we got the Niners at five and a half. We got Green Bay at six and a half. And then that number moved out to seven and a half. And now it's back to now six. Now it's back to six and a half. Okay. So the question is, are you still rolling with Aaron Rodgers highest graded player in the NFL look I'm not getting in front of Aaron Rodgers that's that's for damn sure um if I'm looking at this game where's the the total is down to 56 and a half I saw it at 58 at one point um Calvin I I support that move actually yeah um but I got I have to see how the injuries shake out right because because you could see a situation right where let's say Ridley and Jones both play but Adams doesn't then I don't know if I can back Green Bay. But if if Adams plays and one of Ridley or Jones don't play, then I think Green Bay is the play. And I think that's kind of where these things are jockeying around a little bit. Um, Green Bay probably thinks they can beat Atlanta without Adams, and they might be right. And they have a bye the following and week. And they buy the following week, um, which, by the way, like early buys this year might be kind of the kiss of death. But yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they, they, they – but the other thing is, is they might just – keep play Adams and say, look, give it, give it, you know, if it, if it's one of those injuries that like won't get worse, then you just play him, you know, have him pay, yeah, pay tolerance. I don't think that's the case, right? No, I mean, I, I actually don't know. I mean, I, I would say, you know, there might be an abundance of caution here. Yeah. I'm with you there. So my take on this is that Ridley and Jones, I believe will try to gut it out because they have to, because <laughs> they got to try and win this game. Whereas with the Packers, I, I feel like Adams um, is not going to play. So, or if he does, it'll be kind of limited. So, do you do you want? Are you trying to bail on the what we wrote last week, which is Green Bay minus six and a half? It's Atlanta, dude. Like I, I think. Oh it's like, man, yeah. I I do have a little more faith. I don't have any faith in the Atlanta Falcons winning this game. Zero, like literally none. But. Um, but I don't know. I could see them. I could see them covering. I'm, I hate being that guy that's like, oh, well, I said this a week ago, and how dare yeah, I yeah. change? You know, it's like, hey, I hated. I thought Josh Allen was inaccurate a year ago, and therefore this year I'm going to find a way to call him inaccurate this year. I'm have not going to do people that. People have been trying to bait you into that on Twitter because I, I just ignore. I safely ignore those. I mean, it's it, me. It's like you're 100 percent right. It's like information changes what I think 
which is exactly like how it should be. Yeah. If if I were going on Twitter and saying that Josh Allen was bad this year, then yeah, you should come flame me. Absolutely. Also, you know me. I don't I don't even look at my Twitter notifications. Right. Um Yeah, this is a tough one for me cuz I I think if I knew Adams were playing, I'd feel a little bit better about the six and a half. Um, I think what I'll probably do is look at a lot of props in this game. Yeah. Um, That'll be my I'm, guess. I'm hoping we're not on a ton of unders in the props in this game, but I could, I mean, you know, they, they always end up being okay. You know, the Just unders. wait till Atlanta comes out firing, gets up 14 and bet the Packers live. Yeah, that seems to be a, that, that might be a profitable <laughs> that would thing. That would be how I'd roll with it. Okay, let's, uh, let's jump into week five. Okay. I uh, so Thursday night is a fun game. We'll put this in the um, the good section here. Tampa Bay, Chicago. Um, I got this line wrong for sure because I expected Chicago to be more competitive in that game, um, and so I had Chicago as a five and a half point underdog at home on Thursday night. Oh, you're closer. See, I so I guessed all of these on Thursday. Um, so I guessed Chicago plus three and a half. It is currently. But why would that change? I guessed them this morning. Well, right. Um, yeah. So Chicago's plus six, but probably oh, more like plus five and a half, which is what you had. So it's, I, it's plus six, minus 123 on Chris. Total in the game, 45. The Bears are, are a team. We've, we've Green Line's like they're over twice this year. Not, not today, but uh, week one against the Lions and then uh, against the Falcons. This might be another situation. Over 45 is minus 101. Tampa Bay's game today total was like in the 42 area. I I didn't want to call you out, but I pegged I nailed that one. Yeah, yeah. The, so in the PFF pregame show, which if you don't watch, you should watch. It's a fun time. Uh you like the under in that? No, I said that I said that the game could play under. Mm. You you like the over. I didn't I didn't choose a to, a, okay. a total in that game. But I like I said, if I would have had to have gone, I would have said under, which of course died when Tom Brady's it died with Tom Brady's zip on that interception return for a touchdown by Mike Mike Davis yes. and then his subsequent resurrection from the day yeah yeah I mean five and a half look Nick Foles 40% of his throws were uncatchable in the second half when he came into beach risky and I that was in the back of my my mind I just figured he would take a ton of shots yeah and I no. I don't know I mean here's the other thing though Tampa Bay is very different from Indianapolis. And the way that Indianapolis plays defense really tries to stifle what Nick Foles does, right? It's like, hey, we're just not going to give you any shots down the field. That's what they try and do. Yeah. But Tampa Bay has kind of been, I mean, they just, they're a much more freewheeling team, especially on defense. So uh, I don't know. And I, I don't know how healthy Mike Evans is. I don't know if Chris Godwin will be back. Um, so on a short week, you know, that would worry me a little bit. Yeah. I will probably lay off this game. Yeah, short weeks favor the better team. Um, Tampa is the better team. They have a better defense. But but also but, would favor the healthier team? Yeah. Is Tampa – I mean, Evans came back after being hurt initially, but we did see O.J. Howard. He's probably out for the year. Mm-hmm. But they have Braith and they have Gronk, and Gronk made one play today. True. Um I, yeah, I, I don't I don't feel very strongly about this, even though my guess oh yeah, it was three and a half. We had Indy today, you know, you know, two and a half at least early on in the week. Um so we we didn't like Chicago as much as some people did. And I think Foles did show some of his true colors, but that being said, um 
yeah, I'll probably just lay off this one. Maybe over is, is, a, is a good play, as it would be in almost every NFL situation in the mid-40s. All right, next game on the slate is one that we don't know if it'll be played. And the first question I'm going to ask you is, what would you put the odds are? Uh, odds, what would you put the odds of Buffalo and Tennessee playing next week? Uh, minus 200. I guess it's a two and three chance to play. They basically have to have no positive tests by like Wednesday. Yep. And then they have to continue to have consecutive it, it, it's days. It's not really that though, right? Because it could be like Thursday and then they play the game on, on Monday. Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Although Buffalo plays the following Thursday, I think maybe. I, don't, I, I have to let me look at Buffalo's schedule. I believe they play Kansas City. Um, oh, on Thursday night, the following the week. The following week. Yeah. Yeah, so they play Thursday the 15th, which they could move that game back to. They can move that game back. Yeah, I mean. They can move that one to Monday. They can move that, yeah, or Saturday. That'd be kind yeah. of, well, it can't with the college football thing. But, um, you know, people are talking about forfeits, which, you know, I, I in a vacuum support forfeiture, but I also think the hard part becomes the can of worms of fairness, like, if if let's say let's say this game doesn't let's let's say this game can't happen and Titans have to forfeit to the Bills shouldn't they really have to forfeit to the Steelers mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because right. and um and so I'm of the belief that as long as you can play all the games you should try your hardest to like the forfeiture should be like sort of the last resort because they're sort of in a season where you know the pretense is okay we're all trying to make money. You know, fairness is going to be, a, you know, a little hand wavy, let's say. Yeah, I'll say this. that My point on that, because I talked about this a couple weeks ago. My point is that Tennessee should not be afforded any. They should get no benefit out of this, right? So they should have to go and jump through all these different hoops in order to get the games played. And if they don't want to, well, then too bad, you know, like there should be no worry about whether this is fair for Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. That's the, my the, the Tennessee, the only thing that should be, the only thing that we should be consideration with Tennessee is, fair, is their health. Tennessee That's health. it. Yes. hundred percent. Um, maybe just, you know, don't, don't, I'm, I'm a little club. irritated because I liked Pittsburgh plus one and a half and that, that moved out to like minus two, two and a half. And right. then it was the, it was the friends we had along the way, but that if game, this game is played on Sunday, what would you make the line? And it is in Tennessee, I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I actually have it. Um, I like ten. I, I my guess was Tennessee minus two and a half. That's exactly what I had. Yeah, um, I actually no... don't like it. You know, I look if Tennessee's minus three, I'm going to. I'm going to hammer bills. the Bills. Yeah, because yeah. the Bills are the look. Josh Allen for whatever the passing game for the Bills, however, by hook or by crook, is very good. Savon Diggs is amazing. Cole Beasley's awesome in the slot. John Brown does his thing. The tight ends are fine. And the running backs break tackles out of the backfield. And Josh Allen has been accurate this year. That's not a bus I want to get in front of until I see one game where he turns back into who he was his first two years. He had a – if he was accurate on that last deep ball to Diggs, he had another long touchdown. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's not perfect for sure. Under through a little bit. Yeah, Josh perfect, Allen. But he certainly doesn't Pending suck. review. Pending review of the grades. Second highest graded quarterback in this past week. Over the course of the season – are you ready for this? Here is how the – Quarterback passing grades line up. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you can't. Not he, too shabby. Yeah, he, he's played awesome. There's if no they reason. are an underdog to a Tennessee team that has been ravaged by coronavirus, I will 
I will paint my body blue. What do you think? What do you think? Game. Do you think that this Bills ha- blue? By the way, do you think that this has any? So we're talking about a Tennessee team that in Vrabel's two years have gone nine and seven both years, made the playoffs once, gone to the AFC title game, and yet there's always a little like something with them. Like they've missed like more than half their kicks for a 17 game stretch. Mm-hmm. Like, are they, are there leaks? Well, clearly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I, cause, cause with the Bills, here's the thing with the Bills the Bills are one of, if not the smartest team in the NFL. There's no leaks there. They, they pick up Josh Norman off the street, garbage for the last like three, four years. Well, he had a great game today. It's in Washington. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he he fit exact. He was a huge value for them. Let's, I'm not going to give them too much credit for beating the Raiders without their two best receivers. I'm just not. Yeah, but and their defense has struggled a little bit. But like when you look, like they don't pay any defensive lineman any money, which yeah. is extremely I, oh, expensive position. You're not going to get me off of the Bills are a very smart organization, and Josh Allen. They go is for the really fourth well. downs at the right time. They you know. Um, that a missed PAT that cost me a second half bet, but you know it's nothing. Nothing. I will be very surprised if this actually opens. You think it's like a pick 'em? I could see Buffalo being favored. Yeah. Would you take Tennessee if it was plus three? I wouldn't bet on Tennessee unless they were getting like four and a half in this game. Uh, okay, I'd bet them plus three, but that, that shows how how thin the edges are. Just, okay, let's move yeah. on to the next game. I I want to talk about. I want to think happy thoughts. We almost lost okay. two games today. By well, the way, I've, I've got a happy thought for you here, which is a second Kansas City game for you that I'm putting in the top slate. Um, and I don't really know why I'm putting it in here, but yeah. just for you, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders in Kansas City. I made this line eleven and a half. Okay, that was the look ahead line, and so I forgot to say this. By the way, Tampa Bay Chicago is look ahead line was plus three. And wow, yeah. So that that game has moved on three points on based based on what happened today, which is a lot considering Tampa Bay had to grind one out against the Chargers, Anthony Lynn's Chargers. But I I said I, I so the look at was eleven and a half. I I think Kansas City will be favored by thirteen. Interesting. Huh. What uh... baked in there is the idea that I we we both thought Buffalo we wrote up Buffalo yeah. thought Buffalo would beat Las Vegas handily they mostly did and Kansas City would overperform so against, there's no line on bet Chris uh, I don't see it I, my th- buddy uh, Jeff Sherman at Golf Odds pre Sunday night lines have Kansas City as a 12 point favorite okay so right in between I mean I'd lay the 12 with with Kansas City this is. This is not this is interesting because instead of Belichick, you've got Gruden and the Raiders. Like that defense, Kansas City's putting up fifty. Yeah. If they're healthy. So the Raiders are plucky though. I mean, when you look at Josh Jacobs as like a legitimate guy who could make the you know, he's kind of like the running backs for Los Angeles yeah. where rather the backfield he can make their lives kind of miserable. But well, and I'll say this, Kansas City, like Derek Carr gets flustered, but he's not going to get flustered without fans. You know? Derek Carr it's, also has beaten Kansas City twice in his entire career, including just once in the last six years. Yeah, or I'm not worried about them winning that game. Yeah. Um, I think, though, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not a, man, it's not a place where I'm betting the, the Raiders. Yeah. I don't think. Might take the over. I mean, it's kind of like the game last year where the member that the Raiders got out 10 nothing, and then the Chiefs yeah. just went 28-0 in one quarter. It's sort of that kind of game, it feels like. Next game, Minnesota 
at Seattle. This is Sunday night. This is in Seattle. Uh, what'd you think this would be? Yeah. So at the time, there was no line because of Minnesota's uncertainty with COVID. I guessed it would have been nine and a half. Interesting. And uh, it was nine and a half by that by today, and it's moved. I've already seen it. But I, um, what did you guess? Guess seven and a half. And that's where it, oh, that's where it is now. It's actually seven and a half trending towards Minnesota. I'm just very good at this. I would lay <laughs> I would lay the seven and a half even money right now in Seattle. I'm worried that you think I cheated here. I did not. No, that's good. I thought it would be seven and a half. Here were my thoughts on why it would be seven and a half. The Seattle's defense sucks narrative is out there. And I figured that Ryan Fitzpatrick would actually play well. There's no Jamal Adams. That offense has some playmakers. No Quentin Dunbar either. So I figured they'd put up some points and that Minnesota would put up some points against Houston. I didn't think they'd win. They did. Um, seven and a half. There, I am of the mind that there will be some Minnesota backers in this game. Yeah, Minnesota hasn't won in Seattle since 2006. They haven't beaten Seattle, I don't think, since 2009. Um, For some reason, people like to bet Minnesota as underdogs, though. Well, I mean, you see why it's today, though. You yeah. saw why today. I mean, but it isn't Zimmer anymore because their defense is – I agree with you. Shit. I'm not saying that should be that But, case. you know, Kirk – I have to look at how Kirk played today. I mean, I thought Kirk made some freaking throws today, which is sort of, you he know – did. Um, which is good. I mean, I mean you know, Justin Jefferson had over 100 yards again. Um, Dalvin Cook was obviously, you know, Dalvin Cook. They got ahead in the game so they could use Dalvin Cook yeah. for once, and he was great. Um, Prior to uh, review, looks like Kirk Cousins will be a top six-ish greater yeah. passer this week. So, I mean, you can't really – I mean, if you're Minnesota, you can't – I mean, you can't be all that upset with that, right? I mean, um, and and look, if they, if they can go toe-to-toe with Seattle – then that's gonna be that's gonna bode well for him. I mean, he had three big time throws today. Um, he averaged more than ten yards a pass attempt. Um, but my issue is is Kirk is so inconsistent that you cannot count on him to go toe to toe with Russell Wilson. And while Russell Wilson is also sometimes inconsistent, he has not been for a long time. And Minnesota's defense is not a defense in which you you would you know see inconsistency at all. So in a spot that I thought was kind of a trap game today in Miami, um, I saw some things that made me saw some yeah made me happy. My heart started beating uh, as someone that before the season on our bold predictions podcast with Kevin Cole made a bold prediction that the Seattle Seahawks would go to the Super Bowl. I saw some things today that really juiced me up. Yeah, it was great. It would no their half is ending. They get the ball back. They have an opportunity to just let Chris Carson or whoever their running back du jour is run it into the line, go into the locker room. They don't. They press the foot down on the gas. Wouldn't you know the Miami Dolphins blow a coverage? They get the ball all the way down to one. They score. Okay. They also went for, I believe it was a fourth and two when they could have easily kicked a field goal. There were things that just reiterated to me why the Seattle Seahawks are a team that you want to back this year. And the Minnesota Vikings set up perfectly for them to just absolutely torch. Here's my next point, and I'm getting to why I want to take the Seahawks here at 7.5. This is on Sunday Night Football. Kirk Cousins is going to be a disaster. Russell yeah. Wilson is not. DK Metcalf is going – there's not a – they could put all the corners on DK Metcalf that Minnesota has. It wouldn't matter. Um, there, there you go. 
So even though I didn't dis, even though I didn't divulge from that or differ from that line a whole lot, um, I, I want to take Seattle. Uh, I don't hate it at all. I mean, is this? Did you say this was juiced in one direction? Well, I saw it at um, it was seven, and now it's seven and a half. But it's 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 tilted towards uh, the Vikings. The yeah it, yeah. If you you can lay seven and a half, basically even money with um, uh, with you know the the Seahawks and still you know still cash. So. Kind of dig it. I, yeah, that's one I have on my on my sheet in initial ones. The Seattle. I said minus seven, but I still think of minus seven and a half. I take. I mean, I take uh, minus seven, minus one ten. Yeah, I don't think that's available though. Like that's my only issue. Welcome to my sports book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Uh, what's the next one? I, it would be funny if if both of us designed a sports book and the other had to only go bet at that sports book. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a great idea. Um, this is a stupid idea. All right, Monday Night Football is the, the last of the decent games in the slate. It's another meh slate. Um, actually, no, there's one more. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers at the New Orleans Saints. I had the New Orleans Saints as a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game, and I'm sure I'm short. I had seven. What is it, like eight? It is seven-and-a-half. And yeah. seven and a half is actually the look, what was the look ahead line. Um, I don't know. I I guess I thought New Orleans might underachieve again, but you know they kind of came back and scored some points today. So I don't know. Like I I think that's a game you just lay off. I mean, what if if this thing got out to? I mean, you saw some Chargers money based upon the Herbert mm-hmm. play. You know, play. I mean, look. Think about this though from the Chargers perspective. I mean, they're basically going all in on Herbert here because. They'll probably lose to New Orleans. That makes them one and four. Then all of our discussions of their under, which no one else liked, are completely validated at this point. And there's really no reason to play Tyrod again, aside from yeah, an injury to Herbert. Not. So it, it, it sort of shapes up nicely for some of the people who are trying to fade the Los Angeles Chargers early on in the season. Yeah, you might want to knock on wood there. They, don't, they they face the Chiefs twice. So. I, I get it. I get it. Um, one Bills more time. Too. Bills, Patriots. Yeah. Dolphins. I, so New Orleans was very banged up against the Lions. And maybe it was just the Lions, but like they crushed them. Um, and they did it kind of without have, needing a Herculean effort from Alvin Kamara. Drew Brees looked a little bit better in this game. Um, where will his grade end up? Uh probably like a top four grade. So that's encouraging. If Drew Brees is anywhere back to what he was the last three years, like, you know, they should have no problem. Say good day to Reggie Ray. <laughs> I would say. Um, but I'm curious, I, you know, Michael Thomas, does he try and play in this game? They hold him out one more time. I mean, they're a big favorite. So I don't know. I, I kind of want to lay they're off They're really in no position though to like, they're really in no position though to basically to really, mess true. around because true. Tampa Bay is three and one. And, I mean, but the, what the interesting thing here is they'll know by Sun or by Monday, you know, how all the games are shaken out, but specifically Tampa, who had played mm-hmm. the previous Thursday. So it's a good point. Um, we'll know. I mean, we'll know more. It's a good point. Um, I think you, Thomas's so, absence is baked into this number, though. So if he is going to play, you think it moves? I up? think it. Yeah, it goes up a little. What would have to move up to for you to take the Chargers? Um, eight and a half. Yeah, I think I'm I'm right there with you. All right, last of the good games on the slate. The Indianapolis Colts 
at the Cleveland Browns. I guessed. Actually, I'll let you guess first. I am, I think, wrong on that. So, Clee, I think Cleve, I said Cleveland would be plus two and a half. Okay. I, this is a pick. And it is, I think, one and a half Cleveland. Oh, I see Cleveland. On bet, Chris, I see Colts minus one, minus 121. Yeah, so it's basically a pick em. No. Yeah, basically. No, it's, it's Colts minus two. one and a half, two. Yeah. yeah. So, that's interesting. It's moved. I see pre Sunday night, it was a pick. Okay, and I I'm think not, that I think it makes sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sound the alarm here. I think over 47 is is too low. Ooh, I agree. So so if if um if one of the young receivers for the Colts plays, I mean Campbell's not gonna come back, and neither is Pittman. So that's but not the, the only thing that scares me is how utterly pathetic Philip Rivers looked today. He did not he, look good. He looked and you were the one that was like, I really like how Philip Rivers well, looks. He he didn't he didn't throw any turnover worthy plays. No, but he just looked fucked. I mean, he just looked, he looked like old shit. and slow. Yeah. yeah, but they still covered and winging the ball out there. It looks like he's that forty seven. That, that forty seven is up there entirely and one hundred percent because the Colts defense has quote played well this year. Mm-hmm. And I will I will direct you to the quarterbacks they faced, which is Gardner Minshew, who they lost to um, in week two. It was Kirk Cousins, who is a one and three quarterback currently, and then. Uh, and then they had who they play last week? Sam Darnold and then Nick Foles. Yep. The, 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 that might be four backup quarterbacks in two years in the NFL. So, um, I, you know, Cleveland is a team. Now, I was a little irritated how they took their foot off the gas against Dallas. Well, they should be irritated by that as well. Yeah, but they're capable of making this a mockery. I think. May I just point out on the PFF pregame show, I made it a, a quick check. I canned the first play. I went Cleveland money line. But yeah, you were inspired by me. I was inspired by you. I'm I, told you I told you the points wouldn't matter because it was going to be a it was going to be a, a high scoring game. The points yeah. ended up not mattering. There were a hundred points scored in that game. Yeah, exactly. That was a smart move. Uh, I'm here for it. Okay, that does it for the games that are decent. And then there is a sharp decline, a sharp decline into the depths of despair. So that means we can run through these nice and quick and go write the. Uh, Go write the article. Let's start with Rams football team. I have the football team at home in Landover, Maryland, uh, plus nine and a half. Full disclosure, this was one I forgot. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I guess Washington plus ten uh, while the football while the Rams are playing this afternoon. Okay, what's the number now? Uh, Looks like nine. There's got to be a response to how poopy the Rams played today, right? Yeah, I see 10. Where, where do you it's see? It's 9 that? and back, Chris. I okay. think maybe I have to refresh the page, but. I guess that makes sense. I mean, dude, Askins, he- Askins didn't actually play that poorly today. I mean, he did check it down on a fourth and goal from the 12. so bad. But he, like, didn't turn it over himself, right? Once. That was what we were banking on. Honestly, if the Ravens get one turnover, that game covers so I'm much easier. I'm shocked they didn't. So here's a question. So Jared Goff looks pretty good for three weeks, right? Yeah. He's grading well. But it's so much scheme dependent. So was the was the reason they suffered against a terrible Giants team, was that Sean Faye's scheme? Like, because I think of that as being a pretty resilient thing. Do you wonder if it's ever do you wonder if it's ever him, right? Right. Like is it is Jared is it I don't know. For my money, it's something that you would want to 
kind of bank on, right? Is that Sean McVay is always going to have something. Um, is Chase Young, can he come back for this game? Uh, it sounds like he's, he's you know, viable too, I guess. Okay. Jared Goff did not grade well, uh, unsurprisingly, to a Giants team that let Nick Mullins look really good. So, And the Giants, the Giants were a trash fire offensively today. If they, if they have a pulse on offense, they win that game uh, going away, yep. honestly. Jared Goff's average depth of target so far this season. Un moment. It is 6.3. Quarterbacks with a lower average depth of target than Jared Goff through four weeks. One. Drew Brees, 6.2. So, you know, the guy's not throwing it downfield. You'd think it mitigates his mistakes. The worrisome part would be that it didn't in this game against a really terrible team, and now you're playing another really terrible team. I will say this. They probably need... um you know, they need to go in and win that game because obviously they're going to start playing the NFC West. And uh, I believe they have the Niners the next week with Jimmy G and not Nick Mullins. So, yep. Uh, I kind of like the football team. Uh, yeah, I, that's the only side, right? Yes, but well, I'm worried. I would like it at 10. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I like it there. Okay. Yeah. Football team, football team is the only side I think I can take there, but there's, there, there's a another uh, a, a tangential game to this that I like. Great. Uh, as a result, all right. Let's go to Philly, Pittsburgh. This is in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh now has had a pseudo buy, so I have Pittsburgh getting eight and a half at home. I said it would be nine and a half. Ooh. I'm assuming that that's too tall. We're not. I don't see the line on Chris though, so we'll have to. Let's see here. Uh, I see eight and a half uh, okay. pre Sunday night, which is interesting. So I would assume this maybe has come down seven, maybe. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh seems like the kind of team that could just absolutely bludgeon Philadelphia. Were offense. you? Yeah, I was going to say, were you inspired at all by how Philly played in this game? No, I mean Wentz is tough. I mean Wentz is not like untough. He's just bad. You know, like he's not a wuss or anything. He doesn't cower Ooh. away from pressure. No, away, I, you know, but. I think it's spot on. I, I, that game, if they, if the Niners play CJ Beathard that whole game, they win. Yeah. I mean, he looks Steve Bono like. Nick Mullins had half. two of the worst interceptions I've seen all they year. They were awful. Yeah. They were like, bad. It, I had to scratch my eyes because I thought maybe I was watching Saturday college football with how bad those interceptions yeah. were. Yeah, it was interesting. I wonder if Mullins regains the number two spot. Moving forward for him, did he how much? How many millions of dollars Nick Mullins cost himself tonight? A lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's unbelievable. A, a team was going to make him a starter. Yeah. Guy. So Nick, he was a, he, he went from they, he went from Steve Bono to like Sonny Bono on the field. Rough. Um, Elvis Gerbach style. Yeah. To me, if this is, it's a flat seven. You're going Pittsburgh. I mean, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, because the Niners defense had nobody. Mm -hmm. I mean, their defensive line was Eric Armstead and and you know a rookie, Javon Kinlaw, but Kerry Hyder, TJ TJ Watt is going to eat in this game. 
the only teams that can beat up on teams like the Ravens and the Steelers who blitz a lot and then play man coverage are guys who are Kansas City Chiefs offenses. Right, right. And the, the Philadelphia Eagles are like the exact opposite of that. This is correct. Arizona, oh my God, Arizona in New York to face the Jets. Uh, I have the Jets getting seven. Oh, wow. Um, so New York football, just, I said seven and a half. It was eight and a half on the look ahead. Yeah, I true. thought Arizona would undersheave, and hence my my thought there. That was or, my thought as well. But uh, I guess they didn't underachieve enough. Where's the number at currently? I I see no line. Okay. Well, that's because Darnold might be hurt. We almost got some Joe Flacco. It was the first time oh, in Joe Flacco's career. I see seven and a half on bet, Chris. Huh. First time in Joe Flacco's career he came off the bench on Thursday. I thought he, we were going to get him the whole game. Man. Seven and a half. I'm not betting on the Jets. There's no way. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, that's I a dead team. That's a, a redacted, as our friend Josh Hermsmeyer would say. I can't do it. All right, um, Jacksonville at Houston. I have Houston. Oh, man. I had Houston as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Look ahead was six-and-a-half. My guess was six. It is seven currently. People are taking a lot away from that Jacksonville game against Cincy. And while I, I, I feel like this game being seven currently is mostly a, well, fuck, the, it's same bad, it was the same bad as last week when Houston mm. faced Minnesota. Mm. Well, they have to win. They have to, they have win, to win here. They have to point. win here. And my my question is, do they? But here's here's what I the total here is fifty four. I'd take over that. I mean, neither of these defenses can play. I would take Jacksonville. Clearly, I, I think it should yeah, be. It's it's plus one twenty or minus one twenty. I'm sorry on the on the plus seven, um, which I think makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah, man. There was a little bit of under money on that Houston total. It actually middled. It finished at, what, 53? Mm-hmm. Um, 52 and a half is where Look, it closed. Joe Burrow played great today. We're going to talk. Let's just talk about Cincy Baltimore. So, um, I think Joe Burrow finished with, like, a top five grade this this week. Mm-hmm. He was awesome. Um, the one interception was just his tight end being a huge puss. <laughs> like, not yeah. just grab the freaking ball. And a, a tremendous play by Miles Jack. Highest grade linebacker in the NFL so far. Interesting though, the look ahead on this was thirteen. Okay, I guess thirteen and a half. That's where it currently is. I said fourteen and a half. So on today's action, Baltimore got more popular in the opinion of the betters. Yeah, because here's what it was: they wanted to make sure there was nothing wrong with Baltimore. Yeah, but was Baltimore really that impressive? No. I don't think so. No, I agree with you. They were not that impressive. Yeah. Like that um, offense was sluggy, man. Like they had the they had the one really nice play to Andrews, then the one obviously the run by Jackson, and they had the one Marquise Brown play, but they weren't explosive. They weren't like well, they weren't any Lamar Jackson had a fifty yard touchdown run. Yeah, what but was they, what did Lamar look like in our grades today? Lamar Jackson. He well, went, passing wise, it was not it was egregious, probably. Wasn't great. No, he was seventh in grade. I mean he had three big time throws. Oh really? Only one turnover with the play. His at? interception was bad. Um, the scramble could have could have added to it. He was nine yards per attempt. I guess it was just I mean, he didn't throw that much. He was fourteen to twenty one for one ninety three and two touchdowns. I just that offense didn't seem like the rate. Like you know when you're when you're bet against the Ravens, you're scared as fuck. <laughs> like you're you know 
And for the last like eight quarters, I'm kind of like, hmm. well, don't you think that was colored by the fact that we had them as the lock of the week and we needed them to cover 13? Yeah, and I just I wish they would have just gone out and gone 42 seven exactly. on, on Washington. Maybe that's okay. what it was. Okay, that's what it was. I mean, they did they they knew how much it meant to us. They they did just enough. They did for everybody they, but Austin to catch. All, all we needed them to <laughs> yeah. do for everybody that, about Austin who got. 14. That's why you listened to the podcast earlier right. in the week. I um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Joe Burrow, and if he's getting thirteen and a half, fourteen points, I mean, this is a what? This isn't a, a this isn't a back door. This is like a garage door. Right. This is a okay. swinging gate. You have to you have to admit something that I've been right about this entire offseason for this for this take. I agree with it. Mm. But there's a reason why. And I talk about Baltimore's defense. You need wide receivers to beat Baltimore's defense. Yeah. yeah. John Ross is nowhere to be found. He played as much as me today. Um T. Higgins is he was okay. inactive. T. Higgins is okay. AJ Green is awful now. Oh, you want me to admit that Tyler, Tyler Boyd, Boyd is amazing. Good. Yes. Tyler uh, Boyd is an excellent wide receiver, and he does the corner route stuff that, a, that Justin Jefferson did at LSU to a T. And for that reason, I do agree with you. I do think that the Cincinnati is the only side of this game. I mean, the fact, dude, Cincinnati, Tyler Boyd's fantastic. Dude, Baltimore is laying the same amount of points, more or less, the average of what they just laid against Washington. That was what I was thinking. It's unbelievable. And now the. Washington's defense is better than Bengals' defense, though. Yeah, are you not really worried, though, about this, like, letdown? Like, the Bengals just won a game. Joe Burrow tweets uh, yeah, out. Yeah, but, like, the Ravens are, are – I think – don't you – do you think do you feel like the Ravens are sort of one big letdown from now on? Like, what, what was the Ravens' goal this year? To win a playoff game. To win the Super Bowl, right? But win a Let's playoff game. Let's start with game. a playoff game. Yeah, but – but like they, so they go out and they dump truck the first two teams they face. Mm-hmm. They get to week three. This is their Super Bowl for now, right? And until you play the Steelers, there's no other big game like this. And they get rolled. And then it's like, well, fuck. We're, like you're kind of in this holding yeah, pattern. Like you didn't get this promotion at work, and now you just kind of have to. And like, they're two touchdown favorites. All right, yeah. um, Miami at San Francisco. Jimmy G will be back for this game. I am fairly confident. Um, we saw George George Kittle is fucking amazing. Also, in a losing effort, I was still impressed with Kyle Shanahan. Well, I mean Nick Mullins or not Nick Mullins, Nick, CJ Beathard, the same thing. Nick Mullins is just freaking awful, atrocious. You're just happy you found a couple dump offs to McKinnon <laughs> for that prop. Yeah, Thank God. Uh, I have San Francisco as a ten and a half point favorite at home against the Dolphins. Uh, the plucky dolphins. I look ahead was eight and a half. I had them seven and a half. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm setting myself up for disaster here. Uh, what does golf odds have? Mr. Jeff Sherman pre Sunday night football had San Francisco nine and a half. So I'm guessing it came down a little bit. Although Miami wasn't at, I mean, people I mean, like, dude, people were dumping money on Miami. I know. And then, you know, we were on the pregame That's show we basically that was like, switch. look, four and a half is probably – but, you know, to be fair, uh, come back here for a second. So when we talked about this game all week, we said seven was, you know, Seattle. And I think we were right in saying seven was too many. Mm-hmm. I think waiting until four and a half was correct because it was rare, exactly how the game played out. A rare situation where waiting yeah. uh, benefits you. 
Um, I kind of, yeah, it's, I don't know. I have a tough time taking Jimmy G after a little hiatus. Not going to lie. These, George, can I ask you a question? So if San Francisco, let's say they start the season like three and three. I mean, we said, we said that they had to start what? Five and one for this to be a good, because they have a hard schedule have coming a really up. Really hard schedule. What do you think their approach is to the rest of the season? Let's say, and I don't know, I don't, I know you don't want to think about it, but let's say they start three and three, and Seattle six and zero, oh, and um, and the Rams, let's say, are four and two, and and Arizona's three and three, like, and the rest of the NFC is sort of like, oh, you know, you're, you're still seeing like the the Packers, Bears. You know, those teams are all, you know, the South is two teams that are good. Like, when do you, th- like, do you think San Francisco, the, the, I feel like the Super Bowl letdown is sort of exactly what we just talked about like 30 seconds ago with Baltimore, where it's like, okay, you, 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 you let, you let everything out of the tank, you lost, and, and you start back up again, but it's not going quite as well, right? Mm-hmm. Is there, is there a possibility that betting against the Niners middle of the season towards the end is going to be profitable because, they're kind of just like, oh, like they have a ton of built-in excuses. Our quarterback missed two games. Uh, our best, you know, we have Super Bowl letdown happens to everybody. And, you know, we, you know, we have a ton of injuries. Yeah, it's interesting. I am very curious to see how that game against the Rams goes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I expect them to beat the Dolphins with Jimmy G back. I would expect Richard Sherman to come back here next couple of weeks. If they beat that Rams team handily and it looked like that's the game. If they lose to the Rams, because that's that game against the Rams is the easiest game they have during that stretch. They have New Orleans, they have Green Bay, they have Seattle. Um, there's another team that I'm forgetting. Yep. But they have a really tough stretch. And they're all teams that kind of like they're not as good as Shanahan, but like the difference isn't as big as it was a season ago. Yeah, because well, he just doesn't have all the pieces working yeah. together. I will say this Brandon Ayuk looks really good. He, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle with Jimmy G full strength, like that can be a really good offense. If Kendrick Bourne is like just your, you know, meh, like fourth receiver, he's fine. Yeah. If, you know, if you're relying on him to be your one, right, um, then it doesn't look great. I, I'm i going to press pause on betting against the Niners um, until I see what they look like as a healthy. Uh, Healthy-ish team. Healthy, they're not going to be healthy. Healthy, you know. Okay, uh, New York Giants at Dallas Cowboys. What a disaster of a game. I have the Dallas Cowboys uh, with their 20,000 fans at home as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Look ahead on this game. is 11-and-a-half. I had it at 13. Wow. It is a bettable number for me. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are currently favored by nine-and-a-half. And I feel I, like I, 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 I can't like I don't see an explanation for this. The Giants playing well, quote unquote, today was a was the Rams playing like shit. Mm-hmm. And Dallas D- Dallas has run into a bunch of good teams this year. Okay, but counterpoint, the Dallas Cowboys defense is so bad. But how much like are they bad enough to give up to give things up to the Giants? That's really the question. They're not. I can get up with it. I mean, Dak Prescott's awesome. He also probably tried to throw like five interceptions. Today. Yeah, but like they're not going to be behind the way that they're that they were. I mean, we possibly like the the Cowboys on offense have played one bad game, right? They played mm-hmm. bad against the Rams, and their defense played like 
Their best game of the season so far was against the Rams. Yeah. Dak Prescott, three turnover-worthy plays. Yeah. I mean, but okay. Here's the question: How bad did the how bad did they have to play to to? I mean, the Rams played like dog shit today and beat that Giants team by eight. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. Okay. Cowboys at home. Jerry, you know. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Okay. Uh, last game, which is one there's no line for, and it's Denver at New England. Now, I don't see any way that Cam can play in this game. Mm-hmm. I, unless I'm missing something. If he's asymptomatic, can he play? No, I don't think so. It has to be 10 days from a positive test. I believe so. With no symptoms. That was my understanding as well. So yeah. I don't think Cam can play. Um, so without Cam in New England, I have this as a five and a half point. Yeah, the spread. look ahead was 11. Um, obviously, my guess from Thursday doesn't matter because Cam yeah, was yeah. in. Um I, th- I think New England's favored. It depends. Also, Drew Locke is probably 50-50 for this game. Sure. So I would probably say with Drew Locke in the game, it's four and a half. Yeah. You yeah. know. I guess fair. I was expecting no Drew Locke. Expecting another Rippin. Rippin, like. He looks fine. I mean, we we should have a podcast where we just talk about backup quarterbacks that have a chance to make a ton of money. Mullins is in that group. If you don't, if you take out the two interceptions tonight and the fumble and all the other bad shit, he's probably he's okay. You know, Rippin, if you take away that the the two Pierre Desir interceptions, the Brian Poole interception, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Good point. I can just erase those from the tape. Yeah. All right. Um, any early uh, positions that you like? I'll say that ones that stuck out to me were um, Seattle and uh, Cincinnati. I can get on board. Um, I see nine and a half now for. So I wrote down earlier today Dallas minus nine, Seattle minus seven, and they're both like halves now. Um, I can get on board with your Bengals. Um, I can also get on board with Jacksonville plus seven, although at some mm. point Deshaun Watson is going to play well. And, but you think the same thing about Jacksonville too. Like, true. So. Um, those are like the three that I can consider. I kind of want to. What do you think about throwing Seattle out though at seven and a half? I feel like that's. Yeah, because I think like Kirk is Kirk is the kind of guy that backdoor like a seven because he did last year the same. So last year in Monday Night Football, what Seattle was favored by two and a half, and we had they had the Anthony Harris pick six, but they also had Kirk. You know, Kirk backdoor would would have been a seven and a half in that game. Um, I don't see the same fight out of Daniel Jones. I mean, Dallas is going to put up 50 on the Giants because, like, McCarthy has something McCarthy has to prove out there, right? Like, and Joe Judge is just proving how tough he is, which doesn't show up on the scoreboard. True. What, What are your reservations about the Bengals? My reservations about the Bengals, honestly, it's just that they have a letdown from finally winning a game. Here's a question because I guess this is also what this is for. Do you think the number gets bigger? Mm, no, I think it sits at 13 and a half. Because then that, that would be the only thing to keep us from doing this is if we think by Thursday it'll be 14, 14 mm. and a half. I don't think so. Dallas, I do think that number is going to get bigger. We should We should just go for it now. 
Um, I, I get on board with that. I like we... I like Indy Cleveland over as well. Okay. Any 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 worries about Philip Rivers sucking? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I have worries about Philip Rivers sucking. I thought he sucked before. Um, but the Cleveland defense is horrible. The, the the Dallas really had issues with Miles Garrett, but they have a far inferior offensive line to mm-hmm. to Indianapolis. Chicago's defense is actually probably fairly decent, all told. Yeah, all right, I, well, I can do that. What do you? So you so you're thinking about Cleveland over? Um, so that'd be forty seven. Does it look like minus one eighteen? Mm-hmm. So we can go with my forty seven if uh, you know. Those seem like the the and then here here's the other one that I want to put in there. And by the way, you can read this article tomorrow because we're gonna go home and write it somehow, some way. Um, Buffalo getting any number of points. Uh yes. Okay, we might want to save that for our lock. Just fade the Titans. Um, well, yeah, but we can still write it up now. Anyways, um, let's get let's get the hell out of here because it's very early in the morning thank you guys for tuning in um hopefully you get a little bit of sleep put a prop in here you're gonna put a prop in there okay okay eric's trying to steal i am the prop king and you will not you will not take me down anyways that's been our podcast love you all peace out